Shall we? Hey, folks. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm, I mean, you could do it. You want to do it? You want to do it? Let's do it. Let's, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Trek to the Holodeck. I'm Darius. <laughs> I'm Jan. And I'm Dylan. And here on Trek to the Holodeck, we are your number one source for holodeck content. Now, what constitutes a holodeck content? Uh, any episode that involves the holodeck where you, we see it or characters inside it, or even if somebody's just walking by the holodeck and we in, see inside the holodeck, uh, we will be rating and judging those episodes. And every once in a while, we'll be throwing in a wrench into the system <laughs> and doing an episode from the original series that right. we're pretty sure should have would have been a holodeck episode if it hadn't taken place in the 1960s <laughs> right and i think uh we hadn't talked about this beforehand but i think just for the fun of it at the end of this episode we should rank it even though it won't go onto our list because it doesn't I mean, it can go we adjacent should a, we should it can we go should adjacent we could do like a little web we, diagram yeah. and it'll so be I next so i think we it. should rank it I think so too, and and so we're going to use our system that we have called we're apply the draft system, yeah. right, uh, to this episode, even though it doesn't have the holodeck, and that stands for dialogue, romance, action, suspense, camp, and stakes. And so far, it's only failed us once, but it's failed us spectacularly. That uh, just like a, a, a <laughs> that was last week's episode projections. If you haven't heard that one, uh, there was a huge error, like a power surge in a drastic system. It broke, system. right? It fucking it just broke. broke. The gave separate reactor that we have running for it melted down. <laughs> melted down. It's very unfortunate. Uh, so, but otherwise, it has been incredibly accurate. It was literally the, the episode before we were like. The Drask system is kicking ass. It's really doing a great job. It had to put us back in our place. Yeah, it, it, had, it had to adjust. It like it was that like the student that did so well on a test one week that like the teacher gave them so much props, and then they got really nervous when they were in front of the class trying to yeah. explain something, and they like shit their pants. I like, like to think Drask is the teacher who is like, "This kid's too smart. Let me let me just destroy him." Here's your next test, Jimmy. <laughs> It's like AP calculus season fourth He's grade. Like a different test than everybody else. Uh, okay, and um, so d- speaking of, we are doing an episode from the original series this week, uh, and it's it's episode fifteen or sixteen, depending on which platform you're using to watch it. Or if you're watching the DVDs, I think it'll probably be fifteen, uh, and it's called Shore Leave. If you're watching the DVDs, who's Jan? Who's watching the DVDs these days? Uh, let me tell you something, guys. <laughs> the Los Angeles Library has a very, very robust collection. I, that is of very stuff. true. And that I've watched many. I watched the entire Fast and the Furious franchise up through eight. Oh, sick! Uh, through the LA Library. Oh, hell Does yeah! The LA Library have Blu-rays now, or are they still just doing DVDs? No, they're on DVDs, and I think that's a choice because more people have DVD players than Blu-ray players, so they that don't want sense. anybody to be like. Left yeah. out. At what point do we think DVDs are gonna, Blu-ray is gonna take over? I don't, I don't know if it's think it's gonna so. happen. I don't think it's gonna happen ever. DVD is yeah. such a just a, a plain basic. It's kind of like yeah. mag tape, right? Like yeah. mag tape, they still archive things on mag tape because you yeah. don't reliable. need anything special. It's reliable. Like yeah. Plus, um, for Blu-ray, one of the reasons a Blu-ray is not as universal is because. They the way I think Sony owns the owns them, the, like, yeah. the patent, yeah. and you have to buy a license to basically allow your machine to run Blu-ray discs. Oh, that's kind of so, like the way Apple works with some of their stuff too. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So a lot of people like, for example, that's why Blu-ray players are not 
um, ubiquitous on computers. Ah, Besides the fact that like disk drives are completely out now, but also just because it costs more money. Well, now you know that DVDs probably exist in the Star Trek universe because they never go out of style. You think Betamax uh, would have gone the way of Sony if they would have? I don't think they could do that at the time. Well, definitely Betamax, one of the reasons why it failed is because it was more expensive. Yeah. Oh. But it was superior. So, um, go HD DVD. First, HD, Blu-ray. HD DVD. <laughs> Blu-ray was the better platform, though. It was. It, this is it the had, time had that the better Blu-ray. platform actually won yeah. out. Do you remember when Xbox was going all HD DVD? Yeah. They were like yeah. all in on it. They're like, no, we're doing HD DVD. Sorry. But the, where, where they failed was you had didn't you have to have an add-on to, to play HD DVDs? You had to like <laughs> download something. Yeah, Whereas like so. this is why Blu-ray won. It's because the, every PS3 just was a Blu-ray. Player. It was a great Blu-ray was, player too, and it was a better Blu-ray player than the PS4. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, it's quite good. Yeah. So get in your car. <laughs> so go, walk out of your house, get in your car, turn that engine on, and drive down to the library. <laughs> Yeah, we go to your local uh, Los Angeles uh, library. Even if you don't live in LA, make the road trip because LA's got some great libraries. We really do. We so, great uh, yeah, and then uh, you get out of your car once you got to the library. Go inside uh, and slam your 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 hand down on the desk where the librarian is and say, "Hey, you got any Star Trek in here?" And uh, and hopefully and she'll be like. And she'll be like, yeah, actually, we have a very robust collection of Star Trek DVDs <laughs> all the way back on aisle 13 uh, where the media is. You can go bottom shelf. You'll see just like all the Star Trek DVDs that we have. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, now in any of those, is there a way to Trek to, to the, the holiday? We believe these simulations to be this real. Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. Without them, even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. Thanks for cutting that one off, Jan, because I would have done the whole I would have the whole thing. I was yep. going to go yep. through, go to the <laughs> thing, take the robust uh, season And then I would have gone, gone go to back the checkout. Home. I would have gone to checkout. I would have like checked it out, gone home, <laughs> sat down, go to put it in and go like, wait a second. I don't own a DVD player. I also need some popcorn. Uh, so then you go to a trip. You go to the grocery store and be like, you guys have DVD players, right? And they'd be like, no, what the fuck is wrong with you? And be like, well, this is an everything store. You should have everything. And then I'd go to Fry's Electronics when they were still open They're because closed. I knew that they would have popcorn and, and a DVD mm-hmm. player. Yeah. R.I.P. I love that all the time I saved by cutting it short. We just put it back we, in. We, we just spent it. <laughs> Coming out. I love it. This is it. We're, we're never getting away from you this. You can't get us away from this, Jan. I have latched on. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh, so this episode came out December 29th, 1966. Uh, 66. Wow. I, I, this is maybe the, only the Almost. second or third TOS episode I've ever watched. Whoa. I love it, man. It's awesome. 
And keep in mind also that these are like the, what you see on streaming are that um, Blu-ray oh, remastered. So yeah. Yeah. So it looks, it looks great. great. They've got the original film stock like they did with TNG. Yeah. They, yeah. So it looks. Do it. Looks, with the colors are really great. Nine. Oh, yeah. I'll even uh, take Voyager. I know no one wants Voyager remastered. Well, apparently people do because some people have been telling me that they just love Voyager and it's their favorite <laughs> series ever in Star Trek, which good for them. I think it's just the most comfortable it one. It is. Yeah, I think it's the most accessible. It's very it's like it's, it's like, like the office. It's it's like TNG but a little bit more feminist. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like Janeway gets to hold a gun every once in a while, and it looks yeah. cool. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. Um, this episode was written by Theodore Sturgeon. Hell of a name. His birth name <laughs> was Edward Hamilton Waldo. Imagine having that name, like Edward Hamilton Waldo, and being like, I need something a little bit more mature. <laughs> Theodore like, Sturgeon. Theodore Sturgeon. <laughs> I, he could have really shortened that down to like E.H. Waldo. That sounds like an e. author's Waldo name. E.H. Waldo sounds awesome. E.H. Sound Waldo cool? sounds like a classic writer. <laughs> yeah. Like a classic writer right there. E.H. Waldo. Uh, he was a really profi- prolific science fiction writer um, and had great ideas, but apparently he was not like he, he was a writer on his own pace. So he only ended up writing this and one other episode of the original series because he was just so slow at writing. <laughs> he, he couldn't cut it for TV. I well, I love that idea. I mean, I mean that's kind of like what's his name, the Game of Thrones guy, George R. R. Martin. Yeah, but George he's R. not R. writing for TV though. He's writing. No, he's books. not writing for TV. He's writing the books, and someone else gets to write the TV for him so quickly. In fact, that they finished the TV show before, before he the- finished his book. I just love the idea that they were like. Uh, let's hire Theodore Sturge, Sturgeon, and then they good were old E. H. Waldo. Yeah, e, oh, good old E. H. Waldo, and he's like, <laughs> "I'll have a script to you before the end of the year," and they're That's like, totally "Well, yeah. okay, that's a little <laughs> late." Uh, and then he delivers. I'd like to script. imagine though he he sold himself as he could get them the script. Like he's he like putting it yes. off. They're like, "We need the script by the end of the month." <laughs> okay. That that I will have it to you by the end of the month, and then they're like, "Hey, uh, Sturgeon, E-H- where's where's the script? You know, uh, I have a great idea brewing in the head, but I I just need some more time to put it on the paper." They're like, "Okay, like maybe we can push it another month, but we really want to get it in this season. So like, if you could just get it to us by the end. absolutely, I will have it to you by the end of the month." Phone call. Yeah. This, hey there, E-H- a lot of end months. Hey there, E.H., you, uh, you got that script done? Well, I, you're never going to believe this. My dog uh, just ripped the paper. I was almost done with it, and the dog just ripped the paper out of the typewriter. All okay, right, well, you know, Gene's really excited about your script. He, you, you, we've really hyped it up to him because you, you keep saying that it's great. So we just, we're telling him it's great. It is. Like, we really want to get it in this season. So, like, we, you can maybe have one more month, like, throw it down on the paper because you had it there. Absolutely. He, like, hangs it up and his wife's just like, we don't have a dog. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> we should get a dog. We should get a dog. <laughs> Call him back hey, up a month later. Hey, H, uh, you got that? You got that script for us? Oh, well, absolutely. You? you know, I am three pages in, and honestly, <laughs> it is coming very well. 
<laughs> hey there, EH. Uh, it's been about six to seven months. Just checking in. Uh, I can't hear you. The wind is too crazy. I'm in I'm Hawaii. Going through a tunnel. <laughs> I'm in Hawaii How going through you? a tunnel. How are you going through a tunnel? I, How are, how's that possible? It's 1966. It's breaking up. Breaking up. Bye. <laughs> I don't even understand what just happened. He like, is this a trope? Did he the, the, invent the, a trope? They're breaking. They're breaking down uh, t- the TOS offices, like because they've you know three seasons they've been canceled. They're like done. it's done. Like there's one guy left in the office, like sweeping up. He's like the 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 the, the uh, intern or whatever. Phone rings, picks it up. Hello, this is. This is Sturgeon. I have your script for you. It uh, is yeah. beautiful. Um, <laughs> Just got canceled. Cool. <laughs> I like to imagine he like bursts in the door with it and is like, it's finished. It. And he slams it on the desk. <laughs> Just a guy smoking a cigarette like on break. Yeah. What? The, the, the intern's like, Great, thanks. Like throws it into like the last box that he carries out and puts it yeah. into storage. <laughs> puts him in the Starfleet archives. The Star that Trek episode archives. became the first episode of DS9. Yeah. <laughs> Emissary. Written by his new stage name, E.H. Waldo. E.H. Waldo. Uh, uh, we do have Teddy Sturgeon to thank for the phrase, live long and prosper. That was him. It took him about he a year to it. come up with it. He it, that's he spent a lot of time on that. That's one. what he spent. He wrote the whole script, but he spent a year trying to figure out what Spock. <laughs> I just gotta get this one line yeah. <laughs> right. I think it's important. I can. I have a feeling that it's going to be iconic. Whatever what do you have it is. right? What do you have right now? Prosper and live well. <laughs> it's <laughs> just garbage, and it's just like those words. <laughs> But rearranged like a million times, except for live long and prosper. Somehow right. he just didn't have it in that. And no, so he like, has oh. live long and prosper up there, but he crossed it out. Crossed He's like, out. nah. He crossed it out in favor of like, be good, man. Or like some dumb, some stupid fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, this episode. Like, what about this one? This one's pretty good, actually. You scratched it out. Yeah. Live long and prosper. Nah. No. Nah. That one just didn't scratch the edge. That was my first idea, but it just it just couldn't work with it. it just I think we're just going to go with so that I've been one, rearranging. We, I've just been no, rearranging those words, trying to find it. No, we got to just do it. We just have to do it. No, Sorry. Take He's this like, one. No, there's a better no, one. No, I know yeah, there's take, a better one. Take this one. Take uh, uh, take walk walk the path well. Take that one. That one's good. I don't know. It doesn't really mean anything, though. It's just kind of he walks out. And it's like, be excellent to each other. Yes. <laughs> Always. Always. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, this episode was directed by Robert Spar, who uh, started as an Bobby editor. Spar. Um, and unfortunately died in a plane crash in 1969? Whoa. Question mark? Pretty nutso. Yeah, that's unfortunate. This is only episode of the original series, and like other Star Trek act, uh, directors, apparently he was kind of an asshole during the shoot because <laughs> it was so it was a really rough shoot. So the cast were all like, "We don't want to work with him again," and it you was think, bad enough that you think Bobby Spar was uh, what's his name's inspiration, the uh, TNG director who was also an editor. Oh yeah, God, what was his name? God, we had such a great fit for him. <laughs> yeah. Dude who's like super jacked and like actually is always great. doing coke on set, basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, you can do it. 
You do. Well, the music was by Gerald Fried. Woo! And this is his first Star Trek episode. We have a new composer. And it turns out he he was went to Juilliard and he was a good friend of Stanley Kubrick <laughs> and did a lot of his early stuff. Like did the music for a lot of his early and stuff. And then Kubrick threw him in the trash. Literally. And left him behind. He he dunked, he literally bullied. He like trash can dunked him, bully style. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, hey Gerald, I just saw that you. I just saw your credit on TV for this really shitty show. Like I hate this show. <laughs> I hate it so much. Yeah, like, yeah, but I, you know, I said if you ever needed anything, like, like I'm here, and you just told me to go fuck myself, and <laughs> I'm a you big director now. Is what I need, Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, he did the uh, he did the the killing the the soundtrack for the killing, which I don't know if you've ever seen it early Kubrick, but mm-hmm. it's really great. Damn. Well, good well, for you, Gerald Fried. Gerald Fried. 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 Welcome, um, Jerry. To welcome to the uh, Hall of Fame, the Hall of Composers, the the trek <laughs> to the holodeck Hall of Composers. If we ever have a amusement park, uh, it's going to be like our Disneyland's Hall of Presidents. And it's going to be a bunch of like shittily made animatronics of all of the Star Trek uh, composers. I love that. And instead of them saying like a line each, um, it'll like their mouth will open, but it'll just be like their most famous <laughs> tune. <laughs> like for Ron Jones, it'll be like bomb, 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 like that, that, that Klingon theme that he had for Worf that one time. <laughs> For Denny Mac, it'll be the Armand Bashir, like jazzy Deep Space Nine theme. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. I can we do like the uh you know the, the um Jurassic Park um shitty uh like melodica? <laughs> we do that for all of them. Welcome to Jurassic Park. <laughs> An amusement park. <gasps> Speaking of, um, I, do you guys want to do like a quick 30-second recap of this classic episode? Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, I'm looking at the paper here, and it says that our contestant's name is Darius Hamilton Smith. Is he here? Uh, Darius? Darius? Darius, are you Darius? here? Darius? Dar- Dar- Darius? Looks like we don't have him, Darius? but I'll do it. I'll do Dar- it. What's, You'll do what's it? your name? Yeah. Darius. Oh, oh shit! Sorry, yeah, guys. That's you. Yeah. Uh, so you'll have thirty seconds to recap this episode. Afterwards, we're, we're that's it. That's, that's it. it. So okay. Uh, ready when you are. All right. So we're on this planet. They're trying to see if it's going to be a good planet for shore leave. It's Bones and it's Sulu down on the planet, and they're like, "It's beautiful." And then Bones sees something. Uh, Alice in Wonderland shit. He calls up to Kirk. He's like, "You need to come down here." Kirk's like, "Well, Bones is trying to get me down there." Blah blah blah. Comes down. He ends up seeing shit. They're all trying to figure out what's going on in this planet because everyone's seeing shit, but all of their sensors say that there's nobody there. Turns out it's a recreation planet for uh, aliens. Wow, that's it. That's all bang? that happens. That's literally nobody bangs. I mean, everybody maybe, bangs. Are you maybe. kidding me? Everyone's banging. We just don't <laughs> it's see it. Extremely. <laughs> There's a lot of at the end tension. of the episode. Vol- but, uh, uh, Spock is like, "What did you guys do down there?" And everybody's like, mm, "Probably shouldn't say." And it's like very much implied that every single person who right, went down right. there <laughs> just banged for like three days straight. Uh, that reminds me, uh, and uh, we can get into this. <laughs> uh, later if you guys want but um bones and 
Are they what's dating? The, what's the crewman's name? Are they dating? Yeah. Uh, Bo- Bowman? Is yeah. that her name? Barrow. 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 Are they dating? Yeah, um, because at the end, Bones like is like, hey, check what the fuck? Check out these hot ladies. And she's like, yo, what are you doing? What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think they weren't dating, but he was vibing so hard with her earlier that she's like, this is a thing, isn't it? <laughs> and Bones, l- let's remember that Bones is divorced at least once at this point. Is he? Like, yeah. Bones has a Bones very- Bones is like, old. Yeah, he's like in his 40s. The reason he got into Starfleet is because his wife took everything from him in a divorce. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. So he's just like a, he's just a player though. He's a big time player. He's a rascal. Uh, and um, I think he's just like, you know, going down on this planet and he's hanging out with Yeoman Barrows and he's just like, I could do this. I could do this. I could do this 100%. Uh, I couldn't tell if it was him, it was the planet getting to him or he was just like, yeah, I'm into this. I've, I always tell people who don't know a lot about Star Trek that Star Trek is a lot of people have a lot of concepts about Star Trek, but the thing that usually gets missed is how weirdly horny it is. It's so horny. And the original series especially is like 60s Mad Men like <laughs> horny where it's extremely inappropriate. Which like, yeah, I'm totally okay with not like the inappropriate stuff, but like having horny shows, I'm fi- I'm totally fine with. And I think it's I think it's fine. I think it's good, especially because Trek actually has sex in it, whereas like other shows are just like sex doesn't exist. People yeah, or, or like are the, in relationships. You know yeah, Star they like Disneyfy shit. Yeah. You know what I do have a problem with is the people who love TOS but then give Enterprise such shit for being so sexist. Yeah. And I'm like, I get that they're different time periods, and in the 2000s, they probably should have learned their lesson by now. TOS is just as sexist. It's worse. It's almost worse. But it's way worse. Enterprise is very sexist. Is terrible towards the women on that show. Like, but still, you can't love TOS and give Enterprise shit. I think it gives more. uh, This is what I think happens. I think it's not that you get more of a pass, but the closer we get to the present, the more egregious it feels like. So for me, when I'm watching TOS. I see it, but I'm like, this is 1966. Like, of course. These are our grandpas. Yeah, like, of course, this, this is the way it was. Where when I watch Enterprise, it's like, I look at my watch, I'm like, this was like just 20 years ago, maybe 15 years ago or whatever. Like, maybe this should, this probably shouldn't have been happening. You know, like, that, that time frame, uh, I think, colors the view, for me at least, personally. I think you're right. Yeah. Like, uh this, you know, Enterprise, the, the the Enterprise, excuse me, in the original series kind of represents what a workplace looked like in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, it was revolutionary because it's like, all these women are working on this ship. That's pretty incredible. But they were still limited by the, like, what can a woman do? do. <laughs> right. can, Their man brains. She can like, answer the phone, mm, which is what Uhura does. Like, that's her job is basically the secretary of the Enterprise. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And she can basically be a personal secretary. Like, what? that's what all the yeomans are like. They're just there to, you know, be right. feminine and yeah. objects of desire. Yeah. What, what kind of makes Enterprise worse, too, is the fact that it was, it, it, they shot it in the early 2000s, right? 
it takes place before the original series by a hundred years. And so all of these guys in the writers' room for Enterprise are like, "Cool, we get to be sexist because in the history of Star Trek, they were sexist before." Like, what an after incredible this. justification! Like an incredible justification, being like, "Well, if we look at the '60s one, they're sexist." So logically, we should maybe be You're a little like, no, bit more assholes. You being. <laughs> Oh, so, favorite moments, guys. Oh, favorite moments. Sulu's. My fa- oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. I'm no, no, sorry. Don't, I- go ahead. Don't. Mine's mine's bullshit. So go ahead. I have. I just want Sulu's gun range. I did not know that Sulu was a gun enthusiast, and this he's really- a weapons enthusiast, man. He yeah. came out of left field. He was just like shooting this gun off, and he's holding it, and they're like, "Sulu, what the fuck?" And he's like, "Guys, check this fucking thing out, man." <laughs> It's like a police gun from like two centuries ago. It's fucking oh sick. God. And he's like rubbing it and stuff. And you're like, yeah. Sulu, what is happening? Right you fucking weirdo. Yeah. So uh, Sulu's gun range is one of my favorite moments. That, uh, that's a fun moment for sure. Like, <laughs> do you that think moment. When, do you think when he retires, ahead. I'm sorry, Darius, do you think when he retires, he'll open like a vintage gun range or something? Like or, or like a gun store yeah. maybe or or something He's like got that. A expansive, collect- but people wouldn't know what it is. They wouldn't understand it. <laughs> like, what is this place? Uh, it's weird. Watch this. <laughs> I, I, I still have a hard time believing that members and captains and higher ranking officers in the military, because they're the military, would not know how a gun from two centuries ago works. Like that's a long time. I know, but they're in the military. If you asked a regular like United States Marine, you know, top, this is the toughest branch of the military in the United States to like get through to like use a musket. Could they do it? Mm -hmm. Would they know? I'd have a brief. I've seen enough movies to know that you got to clean it. I, I, that's the thing too is the and uh, like entertainment has shown us so much how a musket uh, kind of right. works. The, I think you can't use a musket because the technology is the same. It's still explosive in a okay. in a form. I that's think fair. you'd have to use like probably like some sort of bow or something like that because like yeah. it's a completely different technology used for the same thing the a projectile right yeah. and i think like so many every guy that i've ever met who's in the marines is also like a hunter right. who's would know right. how to in use the gun <laughs> right yeah and like they have they have to have gone over this in starfleet briefly like yeah they they know about old wars they know <laughs> yeah. about old wars like <laughs> and also it makes sense like probably if you get like on an alien planet that's a little older or not uh, younger in its development yeah. there's going to be projectile weaponry cuz most likely that's how you're going to do right. that. So you probably would want to know how, basically how to use them. Yeah. Right. The, the this reminds me of another moment uh dealing with old technology where the crewman is explaining to the the woman yeah. what a plane is. And he calls it like the weird flying machines. And I'm like, dude, 
it's you just plane. came from a starship. Yeah, they're ba- they <laughs> come on. It's not a weird. It's the future, machine. Darius. Like, <laughs> totally mansplaining the fuck out of it. It's, it's like, oh, future. it's gonna do a strafing run, and she's like, totally knows all this stuff, but she's just really <laughs> thinks he's super cute. Right. He's like, oh, what's a what's a what did he call what it? A strafing that, run. He's like, oh, uh, yeah, well, strafing run. Uh, it's run, 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 run. <laughs> <laughs> The same character, uh, the the lieutenant or ensign w- woman, Does she? Uh, yeah. when they are running away from the plane, <laughs> runs Looney Tune style into the tree. <laughs> and I falls thought she fell over because she got shot. Did oh, she, she die? Shot? I don't know because she they doesn't never come reference back. it. Yeah, because Kirk's like, uh, where are all our crew people? And McCoy shows up with the hot ladies, and I'm like, Wait, where's the other lady? Though? Where's the well, lady? She's still, she's still getting it on with all the hot men. Oh, gotcha. Okay, see, she, yeah. <laughs> she just like you know what? Fuck this. Rodriguez is not paying any attention to me. Fuck this. I just want Fabio. <laughs> <laughs> like five Fabios. Oh, man. Uh, One of I, my favorite moments in this uh, is is a mistake. Not even a mistake. Like it's just them shoot the way that they're shooting it. There is one shot with McCoy and Kirk where you see a house in the background because they just couldn't frame it out. <laughs> I did there's not like, notice that. There's there's a there's a roof of what looks like probably a bungalow of whatever like ranch they're shooting this on out in the valley of of Los Angeles. Yeah. Because I'm like and I I rewinded it too cuz I was like that's that looks like a roof. That is absolutely a roof. They could not get it out of this shot. I, I honestly, I love Trek on location, especially old Trek on location. Yeah. It's awesome. And there's some tracking shots that are fucking oh dope. Oh my God. The, uh, the running shot. The running yeah. shot is incredible. I was, I was like, I was really into it. I was like, I was like, where did this go? Shot. <laughs> How did they do this? It immediately like, made me think of the J.J. Abrams Trek movies. Oh, totally. And I was like, oh, he did a good job. He watched this shit <laughs> visually it, at the very yeah, least. Right. He got right. it visually. He nailed right. it. It was like a low shot tracking him running across yeah, yeah. this field. You're like, no, it's a JJ shot. Just I get it. And it shot. kind of reminded me, yeah, right. it's it's a lot like the, those movies and I've been watching a lot, rewatching the Mission Impossible movies too. Oof. It remind me of any yes. movie where Tom Cruise is running and they keep the camera on him, which they do in every Mission Impossible movie now. Right. Which I love. It's incredible. Uh, but yeah, he's just like fucking booking it. And this um, is when Sulu's firing the gun. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> this, like, we gotta this, figure out what that noise is. <laughs> this to me is I feel like uh, in TNG, they were like, nobody can run because yeah. they ran way too much in the original I series. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize how much Kirk just beats the shit out of everyone and, oh, and just books it around yeah. everywhere. That was like William Shatner's like, hey, like I'm one of those people who doesn't, li- I don't like to work out, but if you keep me active, like if you give me something to do, I'll, do it. I'll totally like be in shape. I so, like to imagine, you know, <laughs> How we did uh, um, generations, yeah, and uh, Shatner's like, yeah, you know what, fine, like, but I'm not. I, this is my house. Like, you got to come shoot at my house, yeah, in Idaho. <laughs> this is the same place. Yeah. Like, this is Shatner's house. He was like, hey, I can't make it to shoot this you week. Come I gotta here? take. I gotta take care of my horses. Can you come out here? And they're it's like mostly empty. Yeah, just okay. one house with a high roof that you might have to frame out. But I just oh, and my bro, my buddy is gonna be here. 
he's like tall and blonde. If you want to do something with him, names. He's Finnegan. like he can do a funny Irish accent. <laughs> Uh, and he he does a funny Irish accent, and he, when he does it, he acts like a leprechaun. Yeah, so like he's he, not a real person when he does that. I'm just throwing some stuff out. There's a zoo nearby, so there's like tigers and stuff. Animals. There's I just animals. I can't get over the idea of a, a lead actor calling into a production, being like, "Hey guys, can't come in. Could you come out here and shoot?" <laughs> and the production going, uh, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yep." Yep, yeah, we're, we're gonna do that. <laughs> you know what? You know it's what? Like this, is, this is the last e. shooting script. E.H. E. Yeah. Waldo just gave us his script. And Finally, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll make, make it, make it work. <laughs> be be there in thirty. So here here's a bit of trivia about this episode too. Is apparently E.H. Waldo's slash Theodore Sturgeon's script was even more nutso and fantastical than it, it what we see. <laughs> But they, obviously they couldn't do that kind of thing. Yeah. Like in the original script, there was an elephant in it. Sick. Um, uh, which, uh, anyways, Gene Roddenberry was frantically rewriting this episode like every day of the shoot <laughs> to try to make it fit budget. Oh uh, my God. Yeah. And so all these <laughs> actors and the director and everybody were just like working off of like rewrites every day from Roddenberry. Because uh, E.H. Waldo was like, um, so here's my idea. It's this room aboard the ship that gives <laughs> you anything you want. <laughs> it's on the ship yeah. and it's kind of like recreational. Yeah. It's a room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, no, we can't, we don't have the budget for that. Are you joking me? <laughs> oh God. Uh, so you know how, um, I, so I, I want to just, I just brought out this elephant thing. Yeah. They actually did hire an elephant what but it didn't happened? make it in the final script that gene roddenberry rewrote what an so asshole they, they spent a bunch of money on this elephant that never appears on screen but it, there was an elephant like <laughs> on the set area i love to think gene saw the elephant was like that elephant looks like shit that fucking well, stupid fuck. fucking elephant we gotta just write spent that all out. of our money on that now i gotta write <laughs> everything else out the like, gene you want to use the elephant no no. no, I don't. Look at the We're elephant. Using a fucking elephant. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot it. It's the 60s. They're like, no, kill it. Jesus. <laughs> Gene, do you want to shoot the elephant? Yeah, I do. Yeah. All right. I... Elephant's coming on camera. No. No. No, I want to kill it. I want to kill it. Because I hate it. It's stupid. <laughs> give me a lion. Give me a tiger. Give, 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 me, give me a tiger. Give me a tiger uh, right and, now. And the tiger they had was real, and apparently Shatner wanted to wrestle it. <laughs> But he was convinced it would not be a wise decision. <laughs> I'm sorry, William Sh young William Shatner sounds like awesome. like the craziest person to have on set. Yeah, he's like he like shows up on set and he's like you know in his trailer he walks out. He's like, all right, I'm wrestling the tiger. They're like, what? No, that's not, that's in, not the in the script. Bill. No, no, I'm wrestling the tiger. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not. No, I no, am. Like it's happening. I feel like, like I feel like it was like a, he was next to some like hot lady, and they were looking at the tiger, and he looks at her and is like, "Hey, yeah, uh, you dare me to wrestle that? I could probably wrestle that tiger." I do it, no problem. And she's like, and she's like, she's like, she's like, yeah, okay, whatever, like jokingly, and he's like, "All right, what?" Gets up, starts walking. Over. Hey, are we gonna do the? He's like constantly like, are we gonna do the the tiger There's wrestling the scene next? Or? He's so, like trying to like, not... push it into the script. <laughs> 
It's a page, and it just says it's in his James handwriting. T- yeah, James Kirk wrestles the tiger and wins. He's like trying Very to slip cool. it into the script supervisor's even, binder. It's not even in like typewriter paper. It's no. in like uh, legal yellow legal paper that he like yeah. ripped off and like threw it in there. It just says exterior the- Bill's house, and then. James T. Kirk wrestles the tiger. And then he signs it at the bottom, Gene Roddenberry. Roddenberry. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I cannot believe he wanted to do that. I also like to imagine the script supervisor sees it and goes like, Hey Gene, did are we gonna is he really gonna wrestle the tiger? And Gene's like, What do you what do you mean? Wrestle and the tiger. And he's like It's like you put a you put a note in here, James T. Kirk wrestled tiger. He looks at it, he's like, Shatner, I Get in my office. Like we need, yeah, talk. We need to talk. I like to imagine that. Like, oh, sorry, you were leaving the set, and you said you said that I, you know, like wrestle the tiger. Yeah, I like to think I he was to- about to do it. Like he was walking up to the tiger in the background. The script was imagine, like, I imagine it's it's lunch. Everyone, everyone's like at like getting crafty and like getting lunch, and you just see William Shatner off in the background, like kind of like. slowly like backing up towards the tiger Tiger. cage (laughs) and he's like he's like kind of just like hanging out next to the tiger cage and everyone's like eating lunch in the foreground and you just see him like slowly open the open the cage door and the tiger trainer like looks up he's like Shatner Shatner and he goes and like jumps at the tiger (laughs) this is a predator it's not even on camera. We're I'm not even rolling. The camera's not even rolling right now. Janice, Janice, you looking? <laughs> I'm about to rest of the tiger. I'm about to rest of the tiger. <laughs> Look at this. You guys going to want to get like, a load of this? Don't pay, don't pay attention to him. He just, just, don't pay attention. Yeah, he just, just wants attention. He wants attention. <laughs> he just wants attention. He's a child. I'm about to do it. I'm going to put my hand in there. I'm about to do it. <laughs> Oh man, there's a lot of stuff. I I think a lot of people's ideas of the original series are based off of things that make fun of it, which is mm-hmm. fine because it's so iconic, like Futurama or mm-hmm. you know the Orwell even, um, and also the movies. And you forget like how much time they spend on these characters, and it's I think slow, that, man. It's very slow. Uh, Not to mention I, though, I, the fight mm-hmm. scene was like 15 minutes long. It's the middle of the episode. It's like 20 <laughs> yeah, minutes of the episode. It's so long. Kurt, they're just like, and um, Gene's like, oh, fuck. Oh, God. We cannot do this scene. We can't do that scene. Um, hey, Finnegan. Hmm. <laughs> Bill continues to fight Finnegan. Uh, and he signs a Gene Roddenberry. And that's how <laughs> that's how William Shatner is like, see, he did that already. You already did it. You already did just it. do it with a tiger. Just- <laughs> We already did it with Finnegan. We could split up the scenes. You know, we could, I could fight the tiger, and then I could fight Finnegan. Finnegan. Yeah, after I kill Finnegan, it makes the, t- the tiger mad. The tiger comes. <laughs> Finnegan was played by Bruce Mars, and Bruce Mars left the acting business. I feel like I've seen him in something else. He's got kind of that face like that. Uh-huh. But he left the acting business in 1969 to become a monk in the Self-Realization Fellowship <laughs> under the name Brother Paramananda. Sounds like he got lost in a cult somewhere. Yeah. I think yeah. this is a funny <laughs> this is a funny and sad era of Hollywood which I guess is still continuing uh, yeah. where 
people are vulnerable and confused and the business is horrible and makes people crazy and a cult will be like, hey, Come on do you want to be in a cult? I mean, do you want to be in a family? Yeah. We have do you want to be in a do you want to yeah. be in a community? Yeah, I do. Like, cool. We've we've appropriated a lot of stuff from Southeast Asian culture, <laughs> and we're going to just brainwash like, you. I feel like he was losing it at this point. He like, was. Ar- this, they, <laughs> this this is the role that he was like in the middle of like yeah. a mental breakdown, and they were like, "This guy's perfect." Like this guy's great. He, he acts like this all the time. I also like to imagine he just like stumbled on a, the like set. Uh, like universal set or whatever, wherever they're shooting this. And they're like, put a shirt on that guy. Just put a shirt on that guy. <laughs> tell him his name's Finnegan. And tell him that James T. Kirk is his best friend. <laughs> you know. And he just rolled with it. He right. lived for a very long time. He died when he was 85. Yeah. That that cult, I mean, that, <laughs> that family really took care of him. What else was he in? He was in the Lucy show. During his the time he of was his in a Mission Impossible, he was original Mission Impossible. He conversed with Elvis Presley on several occasions. Who, Bonanza. He was in Bonanza. That's where I recognize this motherfucker from. You watch Is he Bonanza? Like a regular on Bonanza. I just I, he was uh, <laughs> Smitty. Credited as Bert, Johnny. I don't know. He just looks like somebody, or is it state? I don't know. He looks like somebody who would be in one of these westerns. Well, that's the interesting thing. Like so many of these actors and directors and writers all worked on westerns in this, which I guess makes sense. That was the era, the end yeah. of the era of westerns. Yeah, because they stopped making western movies and started making western TV shows, and I think it just kind of killed the genre. But like Star Trek: The Original Series was also pitched as a western in space. The so, space western, right? Yeah. It just makes sense that there's so much crossover in those genres. Yeah, um, oh my, down God. to the actors. <clears throat> All right, I just while looking up pictures of this guy, Bruce I, Mars. Uh, yeah, I just found this picture from <laughs> behind the scenes of this episode, and Leonard Nimoy looks absolutely stunning. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I'm gonna put it into the Discord. <laughs> I'm so excited that we get to post in our, the original series channel on the yeah, Discord. Yeah, finally. Right. I have to boot right. Discord up. Sorry, guys. I know oh, it's, it's going to take half an hour um, because I it used to make my fan go nuts. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> this episode reminded me of, there's a very similar TNG episode where Picard is like, they're all like, Picard, you got to go on shore leave, man. You're crazy. On Risa? <laughs> yeah, on Risa. Yeah. Oh, he does look great. That eyeshadow. He looks so hot. Oh my right? god. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? So I I used to like never get why people were so into Spock. Like a lot of a lot of people are just like I get Spock's it now. so hot. Like he's the right. hot one. Look at it. But like I kind of get it. He has this sort of energy to him. He has an energy to him that yeah. really comes across uh when you when you watch him. And it's Leonard Nimoy specifically. He just has that sort of It's kind of like I mean, looking at this photo, it's kind of like uh, shy but confident, you know? Ooh, yeah. And Shatner's just like, Aah! you know, like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, why, why is he fighting that, that Build-A-Bear bear? 
He just is. He just, he just can't he, stop. He can't the stop. Turbo lift, the turbo lift <laughs> opens up, and he's like using one of the little handles to, yeah. to like to, the as like a, a pra- like a practice thing that he's fighting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Is my kung fu too loud? <laughs> and McCoy just rolls his eyes. He's just like, yeah, look at there he is again. <laughs> sorry, guys. And then you just see the. The turbo of clothes, and he's like, you just hear, because it's a set, and there's no, it doesn't actually go anywhere. He just hangs out in there. You hear like a little bump. You all right in there, Bill? Yeah, I'm good. Just hit the funny bone, you know? I. It is very funny that people probably called William Shatner Bill. Yeah, that's, did, all yeah. his friends call him Bill. That's so weird, <laughs> Bill Shatner. Hey there, Bill. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Man. Um, this is uh, I, one of my favorite standout moments from this episode. Actually, just the first couple scenes, but like the moment when Kirk is like, oh, "I am just so can, can you get my back," and <laughs> Barrows, Yeoman Barrows, starts massaging him. Uh, and for those of you who haven't watched this episode, Yeoman Barrows is like quintessential, like 1960s, beautiful woman. Yeah. yeah. Who's yeah. his like assistant. And she's like massaging his back. It's like, good, good. You're doing a great job, Spock. Like you're, you're really <laughs> yeah. crushed. Yeah. And then Spock like walks forward so that Kirk can see that it's actually not, not him. him. And then Kirk's like, this is inappropriate. It's like, that, that'll sorry, do Yeoman. Sorry, yeah. And so <laughs> what's so interesting about this scene to me, which I feel is like so 1960s, is that queerness is not it's so out of the mind right. and out of the spectrum of like wh- like that it's actually more inappropriate for, from Kirk's like he doesn't have uh, gay panic at all he was fine at with all. Spock giving him a massage but the He's moment like, Great. Yeah. my buddy is giving me a massage <laughs> there's no gay panic but there is the workplace panic like, slightly feminist panic of like <laughs> it's inappropriate for me to be getting a massage from my, my female subordinate yeah <laughs> Uh, but then like that is if you were to do it in the 90s they would do the gay panic joke because like homosexuality is more in the mainstream they'd be like oh no I I want it from a lady and now we'd we'd circle all the way back to actually Kirk and Spock are just kind of closeted gay for each other that's like an odd (laughs) an oddly like yeah woke scene like because when I watched it I was like hey that was pretty funny <laughs> that's good. That's pretty good. And yeah, there was no gay panic. It was at all. also the self awareness of the sexism We're in the workplace. workplace. Yeah. yeah, right. Where you're like, oh, you guys writing this are very self aware of how sexist this is, but you just don't give a fuck. You're still going to do it. You're still going to do you're it. Gonna you're do still gonna it. Have fun doing it. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. It's just. It's a really weird. It. It. It needs. To, it's like it just needs to be studied. It's just its own thing that is very funny. Uh, and then they go on and have Barrows throw herself at McCoy for the rest of the episode. Right. Yeah. Uh, Barrows played by Emily Banks. Woo! Um, I also want to point out that for a lot of Kirk's fight scene with uh, Finnegan, he's, he can see his stunt double. And yes. I know this was seen on TV, so they were just little color blobs. Like, you didn't, you couldn't really yeah. tell. But when it's yeah. remastered in HD, there's this dude who, like, it looks nothing like him. 
No, You're talking yeah. about Finnegan, right? Finnegan. No, his... not the Finnegan double. The oh. Kirk double. There's like at least five shots where the Kirk double like falls flat on his back and his face oh. is looking right at the camera. And Interesting. it's clearly not him. I noticed I didn't it more catch that. with Finnegan. Really? I did too. And you know what it was about yeah. Finnegan? It was his hair. It was the hair. It was, it was like hair. silver. Yeah. It was like, yeah, gray hair. Like... <laughs> It looked like a career stuntman. Like, that's right. Brad Pitt from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> Who's just like in his mid 50s. <laughs> and in my head, I was like, oh, Finnegan had a stunt double, but William Shatner's like, no, nah, I'm doing this all myself. Hey, if I can't wrestle a tiger and wrestler, I'm sure as fuck, fuck you. Wrestling Bruce over here. Bruce Mars, I'm coming for you. And Bruce Mars is like, this is really stressing is he gonna me. He's going to hurt me. He's going to hurt me. Come for you, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry that's just bill that's just bill he doesn't really hate you it's like he feels fuck like you he's... fuck you <laughs> it's okay he doesn't hate you i swear to, i swear he doesn't hate you oh man uh, this this bit where spock is like on my i don't need Charlie live uh on my planet rest is rest so we don't do we just, shit we don't do shit yeah we sleep when we need rest okay you dumb all people right. all right wet blanket yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Although like I do, of, I do like the moment afterwards where Spock very logically yes. turns it on its head on <laughs> on on Kirk and was Love just that like, moment. it was is such a great moment. All right, hey Kirk, uh, if we had a crewman that was refusing to do this and they obviously very needed to do it because, like, look at their stats. He's like, yeah, fuck that guy. He's got to go down there. Who Absolutely. is it? I'll just go ahead and tell him. Uh, it's you. Damn it. Got me. You Son got you got bitch. me again, Spock. You got me. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love to see. This is how Spock like gets to command the Enterprise every once in a while. He yeah. just logically traps Shatner. He's <laughs> like, so um, have fun down there. I'm going to be the captain for a little bit. <laughs> damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. I love this idea that like people are just like constantly tricking Kirk into giving him control of the ship for a while. <laughs> Hey Kirk! Hey Kirk! I bet you if I if I can't if I drink this whole milkshake in one gulp, can I? Can you're, I have on, the con? you're on! You're like, on! Oh, you're on! You're on, dude! You're on! You can't you're do on. that! You can't! There's no way! And Chekhov's like, oh, just oh, watch. There's a way. <laughs> Where there's a will, there's a way. People are just constantly trying to bet him. Like, hey, I bet you one day in the captain's chair that you can't beat me in an arm wrestle. And yeah. he's gonna be like, oh, oh you're on. Yeah, you're on. That's easy. Of course. I mean, yeah, let's do it. You want to do it right here? You want to do, do it right here? And then, like, the guy puts his arm down. And it's like giant arm. Super giant. You, 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 you just see William Shatner's face, like, fuck. Oh, fuck. A gulp. What do you do on this ship? Yeah. Oh, I, uh, I realign the dilithium crystals by hand. God damn it. With just this arm. Just, just one. Just this arm. Like, really, really skinny. Like pencil yeah. Get yeah. of a guy with like a giant arm, Just a giant <laughs> arm. <laughs> uh, man. Do you guys right. want to take a peek inside the yeah. archive? Yes, let's, let's do, do it. it. Accessing Starfleet Archives, USS Enterprise. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. <laughs> Sorry, I'm late, guys. It's all good. It's all good. Holy shit. You guys see that? What the that? hell is that? That's a gun. Look at this thing. Wow. It's made out a of like, gun? like heavy metal. Do you want to hold it? It just looks like a... Yeah. It just looks like a... It's like a heavier, more like less plasticky phaser. Yeah. 
but it shoots lead projectiles and there's a little explosion that happens when you pull the trigger it's it's lethal why would they even make these uh sulu said it was for target shooting uh that's what he said i was going to ask you pert there's a sign outside of this cargo bay that says sulu's gun range yeah that's what we're calling it sulu's gun range does sulu even know he's involved I mentioned it to him. I don't know if you guys knew, but he is a huge gun enthusiast, which really caught me by surprise, if I'm being honest. I'd heard about that. I just, I'm not sure this, I mean, he's he's on a pretty good career path. I feel like something about this does not feel like it's legit. Right. Heard. It could be bad. Well, his... he did sign this piece of paper. Uh, oh. I may or may not have told him that it was uh, to deliver a package, but he did sign this release form for me oh, to well, use his I, likeness. Yeah. Hey, while 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 we're talking about this, Perk, can I buy some of your uh, some of your uniforms? Uh, I need. I didn't have chance chance to go back to my quarters, but I also have a shift here in a in a second, so I need to change into um into some uniforms. I'm actually uh, kind of I'm out right now. I don't have any what? left. You're out of the uniform. You're the only provider of uniforms on yeah, the Yeah, well, everyone's been asking for refunds and exchanges because they're ripping them all the time, and they're saying that they're faulty. I cannot go to my shift on the bridge in the brig uniforms. Well, just go you. get your it's uniform. What, what, what's the problem? Well, I, like I said, my schedule is real tight right now. You, you guys wanted me to come here and check out the gun range, and then literally right after this, I have to run up to the bridge. I don't have time to make it down to Tom, deck seven. it sounds like you're making your problem our problem. Yeah, exactly. Because you got yourself in the brig by mutinying. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, all right. How how obvious was it that Kirk was being sarcastic when he put me in charge of the bridge? I was told it was, it was f- very obvious by multiple people obvious. on the bridge. Yeah. Okay, well, he said he was going to beam down, and uh, no one else on the bridge was asking the question. He was about to leave, and so I said, well, who has the bridge? As he, like, entered the turbo lift, and he turned yeah. around, and he looked at me, and he's like, you do. And then he left. Yeah, well, I think you're leaving out a very important part of that story from what I heard is he said, you do, and then cackled and looked at Spock and pointed at him. Kirk laughs all the time and even even spock yeah. like half smiled S- spock yeah smiled. i just i think tom uh, like this is another case where you just you heard and experienced what you wanted to hear and experience you have selective hearing sometimes tom yeah well it just doesn't make any sense like there are so many why people didn't anybody of a higher rank on the bridge at that moment i get that but like why one spock beamed down and i sat in the chair because i was it was very obvious that spock was had the bridge i got the sarcasm there like i got that but when spock left i defaulted to what kirk told us before he left right and so i sat down in the chain of in the chair yeah yeah but it seemed like you knew that it was wrong because from what people told me you you booked it for the chair you like ran to the chair like it was like like musical, musical chairs. chairs, yeah. Like the first one. Well, to sit because in it if Chekhov sat down in there, then I knew that there was no getting him out of the chair. Even well, though yeah, Kirk had put night me, shift. Even and... though Kirk had put me in charge. I mean, guys, I, I just wanted a chance. I just wanted a chance. I knew if if I showed Kirk that I could, then he would give me more Look, of a chance to be in Tom, the chair. It, honestly, it probably would not have even come up 
and not have been an issue if you hadn't started issuing crazy orders. <laughs> exactly. Well, it just made sense to fire photon torpedoes down at the the planet because the planet was being weird. <laughs> that doesn't. That's not an excuse. And you can't tell yeah, that to your being... crew. Also, I yeah. I, I, they what, said the that you said being weird? fire photons because the planet's being weird. Yeah, I'm on. I want my captain vibe to be laid back. You want it to be laid back, but also aggressive. Yeah, right. you right. want a musical like, chairs vibe, don't want, but you also don't want chill. to fuck with me. But I'm also laid back. Like that's my captain okay. vibe. I can't. Good lord. To anymore. Yeah. Pert, can you hand me that one of Sulu's guns? I want to. Shoot do you want to? I mean, do you? You what? guys don't really like because Spock yeah, you said you guys don't really need any sort of like vacation to let off any steam. Do you, you really? Also said you're very against violence. You don't. Yeah, fire you guys guns. don't like guns. Like, Vulcans don't okay. do that. Oh, let, let me. Okay. I mean, here you First, can just do that if yeah, you want. Thank yeah. you. Uh, and let me just say this thing about Spock. <laughs> Spock, he's half Vulcan. Okay, and that's fine. But a lot of half Falcons are really insecure about that, right? Yeah. So what he does is he like triples down on being a Vulcan to kind of like show that he's more into his Vulcan side than his human side. So I wouldn't take everything he says as 100% gospel. He's more like putting on a show to, you know, really make it clear that he's one thing and not another thing. I mean, look. Every Vulcan's got to let off some steam every once in a while. I thought you, I thought I, you guys had suppressed that stuff. Yeah, it well, seems yeah, like you we might suppre- be, Sorry. No, no, it's fine. We, we, we do suppress it to an extent, but you got you to gotta release that stuff at some point or else you're just going to go crazy. I mean, right. but that's not the way, right? It seems like you might be leaning a little further in the human direction than Spock is leaning in the... Oh, well, I think human the culture Romulan is really direction. super cool. Oh, I'm not... Oh, I'm sorry. I keep. I just look. I, I know that, that last week we found out that Romulans look like Vulcans, but again, this this has gotten out of hand. You guys have to stop. Can I'm you a blame Vulcan. us I'm though? Very... You guys look exactly like we're trying. Like, we, like that ship doesn't look like a Vulcan ship, but the minute we saw them, we're like, why are the Vulcans riding on this weird ship? Yeah. <sighs> I just okay. Um, just... are there any faces that you want to put on the uh, the targets? I've got. Kirk, Spock, um, that one guy from engineering that we all hate. Do you have Chekhov? Um, I have half of Chekhov. I don't have his full half face. Half of Chekhov. I can only get a profile shot of him. Because <laughs> he, he works the night shifts. Because he works the night shifts and you got to kind of sneak around. You're not supposed to He's be He's so young. I just don't understand how he gets to be in charge of the night shift over me. <laughs> Well, you know what? Just blow some steam off. That's that's why this is why Sulu's gun range is here. You know. All right. Dang! Right in the head. Pretty good. Right in the. All dome. right. I gotta get to my shift. Yeah. And I have to swing by the seventh deck to go to my quarters because you guys aren't selling any unis. Okay. You know, it's not my fault. Would you just get out of here, you you jailbird? Okay. Um. Can you throw one of Tom up there? Because he's really irritating. I've me. got a lot of Tom. Yeah, I have a bunch of them. <laughs> I printed a bunch of Toms. It's really requested, I've, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> Kirk has been coming in. He's really wanting to do that one. There's a lot of people coming in requesting Tom. Okay, so one thing we didn't do uh, oh. at the top of this, which let's just do real quick. Real and fast. Then, yeah. And then we can like talk more about the episode. And, and if we want to rate it, we can. Or 
we don't have to. I, I think, think we should of, rate it. Yeah. Um, is our our Reddit uh, <laughs> our Reddit um, segment a Reddit segment, segment where each week we go on Reddit and we find some some poor bastard who doesn't like the holodeck. Um, and we give them some shit. We give them some shit. Them shit. This one you had, comes. You had a good one, right, Dylan? Yeah, this one comes from uh, Slowly Catchy Monkey. Um, uh, welcome to the show, Slowly Catchy Monkey. <laughs> I bet you didn't know that you were going to be on a podcast, but you are. Welcome. Uh, slowly Catchy Monkey says, "Holodeck up, ep- holodeck heavy episodes worth the time?" Question mark. Not my cup of tea. And he goes on to say, "Don't get me wrong, I love the concept." But while useful plot device, it has almost on occasion been the entire plot. Now, uh-huh. if I wanted to watch a 1939's crime drama, I wouldn't be picking up sci-fi for that now, would I? Huh. Ha. Huh. Well. Huh. 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 What? I don't know if you this really argument, value your time that much, This buddy. argument. Is very you're posting on Reddit about it. Yes, right? seriously. This argument is prevalent. If I wanted to watch this, then why am I watching this? And it's like, I don't know, dude. If you wanted to watch a 1930s crime drama, yeah, you wouldn't be picking up sci-fi. But guess what? This is sci-fi. It's in the sci-fi that you're watching. Yeah, so just deal with it. This makes me think of, have you guys seen the movie Dark City? No. Okay, so Dark City is really fucking good. One. You should totally check it out. It's got Rufus Sewell and Jennifer Connelly in it mm-hmm. and Kiefer Sutherland, weirdly enough. Yes. And it is, like, it seems to take place in a noir-ish setting and is set up like a, kind of like a thriller, a noir thriller. And it is very intensely sci-fi. It is extremely <laughs> sci-fi. So if you were to pick up, I can just imagine the other side of this coin where somebody's like, um, so Dark City, I wanted to watch uh, a noir movie and what I got was sci-fi? If I want to watch <laughs> sci-fi, i watch Star Trek. <laughs> Not fucking this. Um, so but yeah, you are I, right. You are right, uh, Reddit user, that... Sometimes it does become the whole plot, but that's not a bad thing. It's only a bad thing in Voyager because Voyager tends to not uh, tie it in to anything going on outside the ship. Yeah, they okay. don't make it sci-fi. We have a defender. We have a defender Ooh. that directly ties into the episode that we're watching. Uh, Fior thirteen hundred says Fior thirteen hundred. As opposed to TOS, where they'd randomly find a planet that was exactly like nineteen thirties crime yes. drama. Thank you. The holodeck is a tool, <laughs> and if they didn't have it, they'd just find planets to fit the criteria they needed <laughs> yes. for the story they wanted to tell. Right. Absolutely. You, <laughs> I we I'm, talked about this like two weeks ago. It's actually the reason why we decided to do this episode. It's <laughs> <laughs> because a huge chunk of these episodes are just that. They're just they should be holodeck episodes, but they didn't do it on the holodeck. This Thank dude, you, Fior. He slams it. He responds slowly. Catchy monkey says, "Ha, yes, you're probably right. From memory, <sighs> TNG doesn't didn't. <clears throat> from memory, didn't TNG have a double episode where time traveling aliens were going back to Victorian era and stealing bodies? <laughs> this dude." Needs to get so every person who shits on the holodeck eventually gets put in their place by somebody. And that is our Reddit segment. <laughs> it's awesome. 
Love the segment. All right. I think we're going to make a Reddit profile. Yeah, we, we, we need to defend the, the honor works. of the holodeck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's guys, rate this like we would a holodeck episode. 100%. percent Let's. We'll see that. where it lands on our on our list, but we're not going to put it on the official holodeck ranking list. Even though at the end of the episode, the caretaker shows up. It's like, <laughs> hey, we just thought you guys would eventually figure this out. This is all pretend. This oh, is a planet hollow. What yeah, a cop it, out, they, though. They, like, on, uh, underneath the surface of the planet... They're pulling levers? we didn't talk about, but we can talk about it for a second. Yeah. They have a bunch of people <laughs> watching what's going on on the surface and going like, hey, we need a rabbit. Dude, hop in the rabbit uniform and just pop up there. Like, yeah, the time rabbit. Alice in the Wonderland. Yeah. Rabbit <laughs> what yeah, a they, hellscape they, they of a work environment. It's like really fast Westworld. Yeah, this yeah. is a, West, it's a Westworld yeah. planet. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. All right, let's rate this, baby. Okay. Dialogue. You're the doctor, doctor. Uh, big win. <laughs> Couple good lines in here. I, 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 the, this, it's, it's very much of its time. I, for me, this, I'm gonna do the Darius thing where it's like it feels just really camp, campy, and I feel like the points should go to that. It should go right. to camp. Right. Um, the dialogue, like, there's nothing special about this dialogue. Uh, that takes place on the planet. We're not going to talk about anything that takes place on the ship because the planet would be what the holodeck yeah. would be. Uh-huh. And so, like, yeah, there, I don't think there's really any special stuff there. There no. is, like, this segment where Kirk is talking to somebody on the communicator while he's hanging out with Ruth, his, like, college flame. Right. And um, Rodriguez on the other side is like, Sir, you won't believe this. There are birds out here. And he's like... <laughs> Don't you like birds? Like I don't. What do? What, what the, the fuck do you fuck want from me? What the fuck are you I'm calling busy. me for? Just, like, <laughs> he's like, well, don't you like birds, Kirk? Yeah, I do. Well, then it sounds like that's not a big, big issue. Like, no, the birds aren't the issue. It's, the issue is the fact that w- there wasn't any life signs read down here, and now we're seeing all these life signs. Yeah, tell me that in the first place, Ensign. <laughs> Buried the lead, Ensign. Jesus Christ, that's a negative one day off of the captain's chair. You're in a deficit. <laughs> Um, this reminds me it's not a dialogue thing so maybe I should bring it up in camp but the communicator pulling the communicator out slowly reminds me of the the scene where the the guy and the girl are like getting attacked by the tiger basically and he like slowly pulls out his communicator to like talk to the captain and I was like it felt like the same movement that you would have if somebody slowly took out their phone to take a picture (laughs) (laughs) nobody's gonna believe this shit he was also recording it. There's a fucking right. tiger on his planet. Nobody's gonna believe me. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Look at this shit. I would love to replace like every communicator. With cell phones. Yeah, with I think cell they've phones. Done it. I'm sure. I think so somebody's funny. done it. Uh, I'm gonna give this a like a 2.5 because it's pretty. Yeah. It's there. It's pretty good, but nothing. 2.5 yeah. sounds like a pretty good rating. Two two five sounds right. Um, but I'll give it a three because I just <laughs> I, 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 I like that. Higher number on that one. <laughs> Just the birds bit alone. Romance. It's pretty. It's actually quite it a pretty bit spicy, of it. especially with McCoy. McCoy's like laying it on thick for Barrows. Mm-hmm. Like I think you'd look better in that dress, or, or I, I think the dress would look better on you. Yeah, and she's like, I think you're right. I think it would look better on me. <laughs> <laughs> There's literally 
rapist Don Juan, not romantic at all. Yeah, <laughs> really weird. But it it got weird because you. It's very obviously very obvious that a guy was writing that because it was like she almost gets raped. Yeah, and she's terrified. And then they were like, "But were you thinking of anything?" And she's like, "Well, right beforehand, I was thinking, wouldn't it be awesome if Don Juan was here?" I think that was like a tr- like Don Juan. I I feel like maybe at the time was like a trope, like a yeah. a seductive hot dude, a Don yeah. Juan, right? Yeah, it was apparently is so seductive and and hot that he has to assault women. Right. <laughs> well, it has right. to be scary. It almost it almost felt like a it almost felt like a well, this is your fault situation. Yeah, it's like yeah, you you you, you call ask, him in, right? Yeah, you ask for this. <laughs> And Sorry, why but. didn't they just tell people to stop like very early on? Don't <laughs> stop thinking of things or think That's, of a way to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's a common thing in the original series episodes because we have such cultural like knowledge yeah. that we figure things out much faster than back then. But in this episode, you know, it takes half an hour for them to like Spock's like, logically, I'm the smartest guy around and I think I figured this out. <laughs> yeah, It's whatever we think about. I was like, oh, fuck, that oh, is what it is. <laughs> Spock is just us. Spock is like, people are too clever for their own good watching shit. And yeah. everyone else in, T- in, in TOS is just like, oh, that's so, you're so fucking smart. You're, you're so-, so smart, dude. You're so smart. And every original series episode is like this. Like, you can figure it out in the first 10 or 15 minutes, but it takes forever for the rest of the characters right. to figure it out. Um, but, yeah, I think the romance is – it's it's fun. It's, it's that 60s style. Um, Especially with point Kirk and for, his wife, right? Oh, Ruth. Yeah, Ruth. His, his flame, his old flame. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna at the end of the episode, Darius – He's like, oh, maybe I'll stay on this planet a little bit longer once Bruce shows up again. <laughs> right. Totally, he just bangs for days. There's no way he doesn't. I'm giving it a five. Ooh, Whoa. I was going to give it a four or five. Minus points for the Don Juan stuff. Yeah, I was going to give it a four. Minus four for the Don Juan. <clears throat> Action. Pretty action-packed, guys. This is a five. Juiced, man. Straight five. We have guns being fired. We have (laughs) full-on 20-minute fight scenes in the center. We got a tiger. We got a samurai. We We got a samurai. Samurai and a knight. (laughs) And a knight. And a knight. And McCoy gets fucking murdered. He fucking murders McCoy. (laughs) (laughs) It's a five. I also just real quick want to point out one of my favorite like moments is when that rock opens up and it's that zoom in on the gun underneath the rock. Chekhov's rock gun. Chekhov's, yeah. <laughs> Too bad Chekhov wasn't the one firing the gun. Yeah. That came Just out of nowhere. Know. Chekhov's not even on the show at this point. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my no, God. It's a bummer. Yeah, definitely um, a five. Quinteros. Quinteros easy for Quinteros. Action. That tracking shot, too. So oh, running God. Is yeah. so good. So good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, suspense. I mean, I'll give it What's a, going on? What's going on? Three. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with like, yeah. Again, we're, I'm yeah. just too smart for this. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. The doctor dies. That's pretty true. suspenseful. Like, is he going to come back? To me, that's more of a stakes thing. Yeah, but you know he's going to come back because it's, <laughs> it's television. Yeah, but we've never used that. Yeah, that doesn't count. A, I'm going to go with a three. Thing. I think there's a good amount of suspense here, but it, it doesn't like really, really shine. I was going to do a 3-5. Three 3-5 five. Three five for Darius. 
Uh, camp. It's hard not to rate the original right? series as five. five. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a Quinteros. Also, let, let's let's give um, <laughs> the 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 actor William Blackburn, who was in sixty four episodes of of the original series. He played the Gorn in the arena, the big lizard guy. He, he also was the, the white rabbit oh, in this episode, and he also voiced the white rabbit. It was like, I'm going to be so late. <laughs> You remember that? Yes. Like, I gotta get to the I gotta get to the tea party. It's like, all right. Um that's fine. We'll just use it. We're gonna, hey, we're gonna, need, right? you, like, we're gonna need you to be the rabbit. I'm gonna be so late. Well we shit. Okay. We just ran out of tape. <laughs> Gene, we need more we don't have the we money. Don't. We don't. We got five <laughs> elephants. We got a fucking out. elephant we over keep there. Bringing in elephants. <laughs> We can't re-record this line. All right. <laughs> um, okay. And uh, stakes, guys. I mean, McCoy gets murdered. Yeah, There's a lot of lions. Hard. Like, you don't know it if this like shit's everybody real. everybody could die. Yeah, yeah, I felt like everyone could die. They can't transport back up to the ship. There's no communication going on. And I yeah. feel like they still could die because they're like, Kirk's just like, all right, yeah, everybody come on down. But, like, they didn't explain to them, like, okay, don't think of any fucked up weird shit. They also didn't vet this guy at all. Like, <laughs> like they were just like, take him at his word. All right, cool. Oh, that's really convenient. Yeah. Yeah, yeah thanks. Sick. Awesome. Hello. I don't know why we didn't figure this out earlier. All right, everyone. <laughs> everyone, come on down. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving it a uh, four. Yeah, same. Uh, that's 3.5. 3. Okay. Computer, give us the final score. Calculating. Four. Yeah. <laughs> this would have ranked pretty high. Yeah, this is this, a good one. This is a good this episode. One. Yeah. This yeah. is a fun. It, I like The it. original series has little gems like this. I one. love it. If this was a holodeck episode, where would it sit on our list? It would be in the, it would be tied with bada bing, bada bang. It would be below projections. <laughs> Fuck. Um, <laughs> I we okay. We gotta purge that one. I'm sorry. No, I, no, I, no. I, I, you guys, you guys were juicing that episode, we, and you were giving me to. shit for, for ranking to. it low. I didn't mean to. <laughs> we didn't mean to. Oh God man, uh, this was so fun. Yeah, uh, I love doing these older episodes, and I'm, I'm trying sure to do more. We're of these. Do some more yeah. in the future. Yeah, yes. yes. we talked about once in a once a month. I uh, might do that pace. Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. it. I because I definitely want to watch more of of uh, TOS. What are we doing next week? Fun. Yeah. Okay. Um, great question, and I will have an answer for you soon. Momentarily. Uh, when I look at my list of Deep Space Nine episodes with the holodeck. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Episodes featuring a holodeck unlisted. Season one. Episode 11, Vortex. I have no notes for it. I have no idea what it is, so it must Let's be a it. very small amount of stuff. Let's do it. Season 1, Episode 11, Vortex. Deep Space Nine. Deep Space perfect. Nine. Sounds great. That sounds perfect. Uh, and we're coming up to our our season finale, I think. For I think we are. Season 2. So Yeah. Pretty excited. Hope everybody's having some fun. <laughs> Happy best deal day. I think is when this uh, will come out. Season season finale of season two is very arbit- arbitrary. If yes. you're just now listening and you haven't 
heard. We uh, we just decided that we're going to follow like a standard Star Trek season for our seasons. It has nothing to do with anything other than the fact that like we felt like we should have seasons. <laughs> season finale is going to be huge, though. It's going to be huge. Yeah, it's going to be real <laughs> big. Be huge. It's going to be huge. <laughs> we might have a guest, maybe. Maybe. Whoa. Hey, thanks for listening to Trek to the Holodeck. We are available on Apple Podcasts. We're available on Google Podcasts. We're available on Spotify. We're available wherever you get your podcasts. Everywhere! Uh, make sure to check out our Instagram page, which we will start posting to soon. Uh, <laughs> there's content on there. You can find links to our Discord, our Twitter, all sorts of the, all the Twitters um, are on our Instagram page. And also check out uh, the Indiesaurus Discord too. Uh, we're an Indiesaurus right. podcast, um, and we'll play that thing at some point too, which right will sound now. cool. You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. Great, nice, sick. Great. Uh, the computer voice was provided by Verona Blue. Thank you, Verona. The intro music was uh, provided by Bodyline, with used with permission from the Midwest Collective. You can catch all their stuff on Bandcamp. They're dope. Right, get all that. Get all it there. And Viacom, CBS, PP, CBS All Access, whatever you call yourself now, Ugh. back off. We're so tired of ripping up those cease and desist letters. So just like I'm like so tired that I don't even want to give you any more time. Exactly. Yeah. So that's it. Leave us alone. Cutting you off. Episode's over. And broker. You spent virtually every free hour in the Hollow Suite. For a while, I almost forgot he was a hologram. That means the holodeck safeties are off. Computer, execute complete shutdown of the holodeck. All holo simulations have been terminated.